Welcome to Clarity to Launch, the podcast. I'm your host, Natanya Bravo, founder of the Bravo Life, business and mindset coach, and a woman on a mission to help you acknowledge that internal whisper and gain the clarity you need to launch a life you truly love. Years ago, I followed my own whisper and took a leap of faith, leaving behind a six-figure salary and everything I knew to fulfill a one-day dream of moving to Paris. That one tough decision led me to creating a seven-figure business, marrying the love of my life, and helping thousands of women use their passions to uncover their purpose and create the income and impact they were born to. It all boiled down to one decision. Was I going to keep telling myself one day or make today day one? Now it's your turn to decide. Clarity to Launch is here to give you the tools you need to guide you along the way. All you have to do is decide. So are you ready? It's time to launch the life you were born to live. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Clarity to Launch the Podcast. Today, I am joined by a friend and peer in this online world, Hannah Nieves. Hannah empowers and supports high-powered entrepreneurs and brands through her signature trio of marketing, branding, and PR. And I had the chance to be not only a client of Hannah and her teams, but also a guest on her podcast last year. So I'm so excited to have you here, Hannah. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to be here. Yes. And I really want to just start from the beginning because something that I really actually resonated with you and the reason why I ended up hiring you was because we have a very similar journey into entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. having really started in the corporate space as brand marketers. Can you share a little bit about your journey into entrepreneurship for everyone that hasn't gotten to know you yet? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll try to keep this really short, but, um, similar to you, I started out in the corporate world. Um, I was in the commercial real estate industry, quickly realized I hated underwriting. And if you can imagine the wolf of wall street, that's where the career started. Um, and then moved to a national home interiors brand where I was director of marketing there, love the work that I was doing, but I always had this repetitive cycle of going into burnout, whether I realize it or not. Um, and it wasn't until, um, almost, yeah, two years ago, a little over two years ago when I actually went into the hospital and that was really this foundation point and catalyst, which started my business. And I sat there and said to myself, you know, Hey, I can keep going at this rate and working myself to death, um, for someone else, or I can do this for myself and build something a lot bigger. Um, and I chose a ladder of the two and that really was that initial touch point and, you know, burnout and wellness is something that's really important to me. That's something that's really kind of shown through in every aspect of everything I do now. So, and, you know, I find it interesting that we both had these kind of like breakdown to breakthrough moments. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear because one of the reasons I started this podcast was I feel like we all have these whispers along the journey. And at a certain point when you ignore the whisper, it becomes like louder and louder and louder. Do you feel like before that moment of being in the hospital, but there were other moments on your journey that maybe you felt like you were off path or something was amiss? Absolutely. And I think for me, you know, I was always a go-getter, very motivated, you know, similar to you back in the corporate world, always, you know, climbing the corporate ladder, which I loved, but there was always something else where, you know, I'd get this inclining of like, okay, there's so much more to coming here, going to my cubicle, working nine to five, going home. And at one point I was just bored, you know, and I would come home and, and I said to my husband, I was like, so is this it? You know, we, we got married, you know, I had all the things on paper, you know, went to school, we ended up getting married, you know, had the, the white BMW sitting in the garage, you know, like I had all the things um, and I still felt really empty. And at that point I realized I was like, there's, there's something more to this. 
Um, and then it was that, and then also just like the ability to bring in revenue as well, like for this company, um, I realized like, wow, I can actually, I can sell, right. I can do this. And for me, like I started to think like, imagine if I could build a business and do this for myself, instead of doing this for someone else, like what would that impact look like? And those little, little experiences kind of compiled over the years. Um, and I always knew I was going to become an entrepreneur. I just didn't know how. Yeah. And I love that you said, cause that's something I also felt of the moment of like, if I spent all this time and energy, like investing in something for me, what would be possible? Because mm-hmm. very similar to you. And I'm sure other people that are listening, were like go-getters, overachievers, going to go above and beyond and like almost kill yourself in the process. Always, always. I was at the first one in the office. That was my mentality. First one in last one out. I'd always, I mean, have such a good attitude, but like with that, like that people pleasing attitude came with burnout. It really. And, and I, I would imagine people listening to this episode too, probably have either resonated or been through that, you know, in the past as well. Yeah. And so what was the, would you say like some of the biggest challenges, if you had challenges in going from marketing and selling and being a go-getter for a corporate brand to doing it for you and your own business? Ooh. Well, there, there's so many things that are different. And I think the biggest thing, and I know you talk a lot about this is, is the mindset piece. Um, that actually was hands down the hardest shift that I've made because I knew marketing, I knew what it took to create a brand, how to market yourself, um, and what that looked like, but really just even the fact of believing in yourself, I think that was key. You know, I kind of went through these stages during this process and I remember it like it was yesterday of like, okay, I just need to make a thousand dollars. Like that was it. I was like a thousand dollars. And then it started to get bigger. And I was like, okay, if I cover my expenses, then I can do this. And then it was like, you know what, this is what I'm going to leave. And it's just like, it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But like what I noticed along the way is the more that I focus on the mindset, the quicker things started to happen, the faster I would get to these milestones. But really for the first, I would say like six months, Um, I had really stagnant growth, really stagnant growth because I didn't believe in myself. I was holding on to the money that I had so hard that I wasn't allowing anything else to come through, you know? So interesting that you say that because from the outside looking in, and obviously we only see like highlight reels, Instagram, right? It seems like your business really fast. And I'm sure other people Mm -hmm. that have followed you feel like, oh, it happened really fast for her and it's taking really long for me. And so in that six month or however long it was period where you felt like you were having stagnant growth. What was the difference between then and then like the six months after that? Mm. So this was like way in the beginning before it was even full time. And like my, my trajectory is I ended up, I bought a course at the time that was like my introduction to the online world. (laughs) And, um, it was, it was great. Got connected to a community. And at the time I was still figuring out like what this all looked like really. And, um, like for the first six months up until, yeah, up until like that August, I think it was like 2019. Um, that was when I had my first sale and I was so excited. It was like $350. <laughs> I was like, I'm rich. Um, <laughs> so, you know, all these little things, but like leading up to that point, right. It was a lot of trial and error. It was a lot of investing. Like I invested in a photo shoot. I invested in a coach before I even had clients. I mean, people probably thought I was crazy and I put it on a credit card, but you know what I said? I was like, you know, listen, I know it's going to work out. We're going to trust it. My husband's like, okay, okay. (laughs) I I put it all on a credit card too, which I think, you know, everyone has to make decisions for themselves. But for me, like a decision means to cut other options. There is no plan B. I'm going all in on this. And anytime Mm -hmm. I've invested, 
I mean, I can't even calculate the ROI that I've gotten back on any investment. Every time, every single time. I just made an investment too, more recently um, in a new mentor as well. And actually two big um, containers that's in person. And what's wild is like, had a refund from, from taxes that came back and see exact yes. same amount. And it's like, it's like things like that. I've noticed over the course of the last few years have started to show up every single time. It's like, when you trust yourself, the universe, God, whatever you like to call it is always like, okay, I'm here to support you. Yeah. Um, and I love what you said too. Just like, it's really about going all in and not having that plan B, you know? Yeah. And you talked about your husband's kind of reaction. So how, it sounds like you have, from what we can see on Instagram, Mm -hmm. a supportive Mm -hmm. partner. How was it like, were you nervous to share with him? Like, Hey babe, I'm about to like go all in with this other thing. (laughs) I don't know how it's going to work out. So funny enough, and I've actually never shared this story before. So this will be the first time on this podcast, but my husband was always very supportive. Um, I mean, hands down, But it was actually really interesting because within my specific role at the time, when I first started my business out, it actually was a blog before it was a business, which is really funny. And at the time, um, you know, my superior saw my Instagram and was like, this can't happen. Um, Basically like, you got to stop what you're doing. And it was, it was nothing. No one actually really knows this, but like, it was nothing to do with the company. It was so unrelated. And I remember I went home crying because at this point I was getting momentum. I had like my first sale at the time I was transitioning from like this blog to an actual business. And I went home crying and I remember vividly, my husband's like, you got to keep doing it. Like you can't stop. And I said to him, and he asked me a question, you know, would you regret this if you, if you stop now? And I said, yes. And thank goodness I like kept moving and really trusted myself, but it was hard, you know, in the beginning too, um, when I was making these investments, I remember we, we would have some instances where, you know, he'd be like, Han, hey, you know, you're, you're pulling from the savings account. And I'm like, don't worry, it's a loan. I'm going to pay it back. And yeah. I did, I paid it back in full. Um, uh, and that was something that I think it's like, I just figured out it's either credit cards. I'm going to find the money. Someone's going to help me. We're going to make this work. And I just trusted that. And I knew that I was going to be able to make the money back. And I did, you know, tenfold. So love that. And so you do share a bit of your husband <clears throat> that you affectionately call Josh Depot. Josh Depot. <laughs> you shared a bit of like the process of even you guys designing and building a home with your business. How do you balance what you're going to share personally versus professionally? And like, what even made you want to share that process? Mm. Yeah, great question. And I think there, there's definitely a fine balance. You know, I, I've set up my, my business right now where it is a personal brand um, where people do ask to see behind the scenes and they do ask to see like what life is like, um, you know, being an entrepreneur. And I always try to be very real with like what the process looks like and sharing some of the struggles. And, you know, for me, design has always been, and that's what I started my career with, design has always been an important component of, of me. And I weave it into, the work that I do on the business side. So it just felt like a very natural thing. Um, and I also just wanted to show people that like, you know, wherever you are, um, you can create whatever you like. And that's for me, like my home was kind of like that symbol. I don't know if it's like a symbol or not, but it was like this milestone that like, wow, we did this. We created this from nothing, you know? Love that. And is he okay with you sharing the behind the scenes? 
You know what? He's good. I asked, I asked him first in full yeah. transparency. I, I will, I'll ask him anytime he's going to be on stories. Like, are you okay if I share this? Um, I just try to be very conscious of that as well. He's not like a big social media person yeah. <laughs> at all. So, um, but it, it's good. It's a nice balance. Love that. And you've talked about being a personal brand for everyone mm-hmm. listening. What even is a personal brand and what are some questions we should ask ourselves when mm-hmm. we're thinking about building our own personal brand? Yeah. So whether or not your, your company is under another entity or it's under your brand, you as a founder have a personal brand. Everyone has a personal brand, right? And really what a personal brand is this like perception, this feeling that people also get when they experience you, whether that's their social or um, your copy PR, all the things. Um, but it's also this beautiful narrative of, you know, your opinions and your values that are illustrated as well. Um, so your personal brand is really molded it into you and what you believe and how you impact the world. Um, but some of the things I like to think about as well is, you know, what does this personal brand look like for you now? And where do you want to be in five to 10 years? Because like I said, even if you have a brand under another entity, it's still really powerful at the end of the day, because people buy from people. They want to know who's behind the brand itself. Um, so I always like to think, how do you want people to feel? What do you want to be known for? Um, and what do people say about you? And I always like to use the experience of, you know, when you pass away one day, you know, I, at your funeral, like what that message is, what do people say about you when you're not here? Cause that's powerful. Yeah. I love that. And you talk a lot also about being a thought leader, which I feel like is a word that we've probably all heard, but like, Mm -hmm. what does that actually mean? Especially in this day and age when everyone has an opinion, everyone has a thought and we all have a platform to be able to share Mm -hmm. that. What does that mean to be a thought leader? So this is where, like, if you think of people, for example, like Neil Patel, like to use him as an example, when you think of Neil Patel, you think of SEO right? Like that's him. If you think of, for example, um, Marie Kondo, right? Organizing or Sarah Blakely, entrepreneurship, right? Innovative ideas. And over the course of their careers, right? Like they've built up this reputation of what they're known for, right? And this is through the content that they put out. This is through their PR strategy. It's just just repetition of content that's getting put out to say, hey, this person knows what they're talking about in this arena. Um, So again, like using Neil Patel as an example, you know, he's the best SEO, for example, you know? Yeah. And so for someone who is not yet Neil Patel, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what would you recommend for them to kind of start to put their own stake in the ground, have their voice in whatever area it is that they're an expert in? Absolutely. So start with the platforms that you normally operate on. So if it's Instagram for you, cool. If it's LinkedIn, you can do that too. Um, And start with those platforms first and really illustrate like, again, what do you want to be known for? So I like to think of like like top three to five things that if people were to think about you, those things come up, right? Um, And then from there, that's where you want to start illustrating that content. And this can be done through blogs. It can be done through stories and video. It can be done through PR, right? Like getting featured in a publication, going on a podcast. So all of these things work together to really create this ecosystem so that when people consume your brand from different touch points, they know it's the same consistent message across the board. Okay. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. I think sometimes we overthink it and we're like, oh, I'm not big enough yet. So like, I can't think about branding or PR or thought leadership or messaging. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it's really important, especially the work that you do in, in helping people who maybe don't have, you know, the millions of followers yet to yeah. really even figure out, because you ask some questions about like, what are my values? You know, what's my vision for five, 10 years? And 
sometimes those questions are even just hard to answer because mm -hmm. <laughs> you're building something that once was just this vague idea in your head. And a lot of us are kind of figuring out as we go along, um, which I think it's important to allow yourself to be creative um, and be messy and make mistakes. But also, like you said, kind of have in the back of your head, what is that long-term plan to be yeah. able to, to grow? And so for you and your business, which has experienced lots of growth, how have you <clears throat> evolved or changed in your, the way that you position yourself, the way that you think about your business as your business has scaled and you've become more visible? Oh, yes. I, I feel like I personally evolved in so many ways, you know, more specifically in 2021, I think for a lot of people, 2021 specifically was a very interesting year. I think I've learned, I had the most growth in 2021, but I've also had the hardest challenges in 2021 oh, too, 100%. which was really, yeah. was like the hardest year ever for me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like 2020 was a year of just adrenaline, like let's get rolling and keep it moving. And just go, go, go. But 2021, I really, it really hit me all these lessons, both personally and professionally. So at least for me, um, what I've noticed as well, is just really evolving within my leadership skill set. which no one is a perfect leader at all. You're always growing. So at least for me, that was a really big shift and something that I'm continuously evolving in. Um, and in terms of just like overall evolvement as a brand, I think it's just getting really rooted in like what we stand for, you know, the message that we, the message that we share and the mission and why we're here. I think along the way, when you're first running your business, like you think, you know what it is, but it just, it grows and changes and moves over time. And that's also allowed us to be able to use that for marketing, for PR, because we're able to amplify what we believe in and really put that stake in the ground. Love it. And as you were talking, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs kind of ask this question of like, when does it shift from an I to a we, right? And so I know you have team members, mm -hmm. you have a, a, a team behind you that supports your vision mm -hmm. and brand. How has that evolution been for you of like, me, I, my business to like, we, and it's separate mm -hmm. from you. Yeah. Great question. And it's so interesting because it goes from like, I to we, and then also from like, this is my, my business, or this is my side hustle to like, you know, this is my company, you yeah. know? And I think that's something that like, I've always been very conscious of because these little thoughts and patterns and the things that we say to ourselves are really what impact how we show up in our business. Um, and I think going from, you know, one team member to now, you know, we have, we run a very lean team, but we have two full-time team members, a part-timer, and then we have our contractors that we help support on various projects. Um, and that was a really big shift where I had to really kind of buck up and realize it's not just me anymore. I am leading a team and I am responsible also for their growth as well. Um, so that transition, I'm not going to lie, was, was very, I would say very tough, but it was, it was very interesting waters to go through because it's different when it's someone else's company, but when it's your own, it's just a different beast. Yeah. A hundred percent. I love that. And I love how much you've shared so openly and honestly mm -hmm. with all of us following you online. Mm -hmm. I'd love to know something I ask everyone, if there's something on your one day list or something that you haven't yet shared out loud that you've always wanted to do. 
Uh, I have I have so many things. I haven't completely checked off all the things, but you know, for me, something that I haven't said out loud yet, but I think it has also been really illustrated through our content is really design. Um, if I were to go back or even, you know what? I never say never, I could probably take a class, um, but I would really love to grow in that design space, if that makes sense. And more so for personal, it's, you know, some people like to paint, some people, um, you know, like to write. I love to design and I love home interiors. Like it, it just gives me so much joy to do that on my free time. Yeah. Um, so that's, I would say, that's, I would say something that I'd love to do. I'll be looking out for you with your own like, design <laughs> TV show. I can totally see it. I mean, Studio McGee, Joanna Gaines, I'm right there. Sign yes, me up. <laughs> You're really, really good at it. Just from, from what you share online, like you have a great eye and aesthetic and it's Thank incredible you. what you and your husband have been able to, to create, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. If anyone wants to learn more about you or follow along for your home design, where can they connect with you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, primarily Hannah M. Nieves, or you can find me on my website as well. Um, on Instagram, we have a lot of free trainings on there, a lot of content. And um, if you probably DM me, I will send you a voice memo back. So um, please slide into my DMs. Um, but that's, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Hannah. This was very insightful. Thank you for all the gems. I know this can be helpful for a lot of people. Thank you. I hope this episode gives you more clarity and proof that you can create a life you truly love. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review so we can continue to connect and serve those who are ready to use their ideas and experiences to positively impact the lives of others. If you want to connect more, follow me on Instagram at The Bravo Life.